objectively speaking, nothing can be either good or bad. It's us mm -hmm. that have to apply the meaning to these things. Okay. And so basically what you're trying to argue is a lot of these masculine traits are just traits and that they are completely situational dependent on whether or not they're toxic or not. Yes. Right. So given the circumstance in the present moment, these traits can be either good or bad. It really is circumstance dependent. Welcome to the No Topic is Safe podcast, where we talk about literally anything all the time. <laughs> Such a radio voice. I know, right? Thank you. So I didn't work on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just came out natural like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so today's topic is toxic masculinity. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm going to put in like a little sound effect. Don't talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yep. So yeah, toxic masculinity seems like it's been all the rage these days. At people, the forefront. People talking about it. People getting all hyped up and fuck. It's. I feel like every other person on social media is talking about masculinity and toxicity of it, and even feminism and feminism. Feminism. I'm wrapping it. So like tox toxic masculinity and feminism and how they're like at odds with each other. And it's like creating this war and divide and separation. Like, yeah. And don't forget to look at the camera sometimes. I like looking at you. I know. You're so pretty. You're fucking gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the basically wanted to get your view on toxic masculinity, you know, what it is. Um, but first I think toxic masculinity is the idea of using masculine traits in a way that is counterproductive to a goal, right? Or so, society. Or society as at large, right? Yeah. So like I, I made a little Instagram post about aggression and violence and how aggression and violence are often taken as these things that are toxic and how there's no place and there's people a lot of people say that there's like no room and no place for we're gonna hold one second there's a bird freaking the fuck out we're gonna pause <laughs> someone left the window open Jeez. that was intense that bird that was intense. It was intense. You sound like a fucking pterodactyl out there. All right, we're going to just fucking edit that we're out. Edit that out and probably won't. <clears throat> or not. Yeah, we're back now because I think we the bird's okay. We keep rolling. <laughs> okay. Anywho, uh, I was back to our very serious discussion about toxic masculinity. Saying something about toxicity. No, no, no. You were, you were basically just talking about how a lot of the traits that are traditionally labeled as masculine are now yeah. being just blatantly labeled toxic. And your argument is? That it's not. So a lot of times we think of aggression. Aggression is something that is inherently toxic. It's not. Like there is a time and a place for aggression. 
assertiveness is, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. Violence, like, okay, look, like if you're the type of person who carries a weapon, right? There's people that carry weapons on a daily basis and you are at, let's say, a grocery store. I am not, by the way. This is a general you for all of our listeners. General you. And you are somebody who carries, let's say, a gun, right? And you're at a grocery store and a mass shooter walks in. There is absolutely a time and a place in that scenario for aggression and violence and a very assertive act, right? You should probably try to stop that mass shooter from killing more people. And, you know, don't carry guns and weapons and stuff out of fear that you're going to run into a situation like that. But, like, there is a need to be prepared for situations that may arise. So um, I, I just think that we're using a lot of blanket terms and a lot of blanket statements to kind of ca- try to capture. And I think that there's a very polarizing thing that is happening when we use those blanket broad statements. And we try to say that like one person is inherently toxic because they exude a more masculine or dominant type personality. Yeah. It reminds me of that quote. I think it was Shakespeare who said, um, nothing is neither good nor bad, but thinking doth make it so. And essentially what he's talking about is objectively speaking, nothing can be either good or bad. It's us Mm -hmm. that have to apply the meaning to these things. And so basically what you're trying to argue is a lot of these masculine traits are just traits and that they are completely situational dependent on whether or not they're toxic or not. Yes. Right. So given the circumstance in the present moment, these traits can be either good or bad. It really is circumstance dependent. And that's your argument. Very, very much so. And there's a problem going around where we are seeing these traits and just saying in absolute terms, they're always bad all the time, never to be appreciated, never to be used. Mm -hmm. And your argument is that's false. hundred percent. Absolutely. There's a time and a place. (laughs) Time and a place for everything. For everything. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. You know, get going back to your mass shooter example, uh, you know, maybe not the time for us to be super <laughs> nurturing to that guy. Afterwards, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, let's figure out what, what went wrong in his childhood and all that stuff. But in that given moment when there's a gun to your head, might not be the time to say, mm-hmm. I love you. Right. And this is where boundaries right. come into place and understanding our values and sticking up for what we believe in all comes into play as well. But your argument is essentially that all of these traits that people are trying to demonize mm-hmm. shouldn't be demonized because there's a time and a place where they come in handy, where Absolutely. they can be useful, where they can be used for good. It's like what the, um, you know, the Shaolin monks say, right? They, they want to have a Buddha heart, but a demon hand. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that. that's kind of what you're arguing for, right? I absolutely love that portion of, I forget the guy's name, but yeah, oh, he talks so about cool. Buddha heart, demon hand. And I think there's a something that, it reminds me of is like uh, for anybody who's ever taken like a concealed weapons course, there's a thing that they most that I've heard of talk about where you need to know when is the time to use the weapon. If you come to a situation where you have to use a weapon and you have to put a bullet through somebody, do it with intention to stop the threat, to make the violence stop, so that nobody else is getting hurt. And then when that threat is subdued or incapacitated, you put your weapon away and you administer aid to that person that mm. you just shot. 
because it's not about killing the person. It's about stopping the violence. I don't think a lot of people who aren't into guns know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm not a gun person. We actually have very different opinions about yeah. gun control and use of force and all that kind of stuff, which yeah. would be great to get into um, mm -hmm. at some point because we do have different opinions. And, yeah. Um, but I didn't know that. So I love the idea. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had no the, idea that they actually made right. that like that. That's in the course that they are trying to promote. You know, once the threat is over, try to save that person. Right. So not every course is created equal either. There's a lot of times where it's going to be very instructor dependent. There are certain things by law that they have to cover, but uh, instructors will uh, kind of inject their own personality and their own values and their own mm. things that they find important. So maybe that's something we, we should be putting in there. Yeah. With a first aid mm -hmm. attached to it would might be a good, uh, good medium ground maybe. I very much think that there needs to be some, uh, some aid attached to Te essentially teaching somebody how to stop violence with a weapon, right? So mm, yeah, I think that's where the balance comes in because it doesn't mean that like we're not inherently toxic if we are like training and learning and teaching ourselves how to, you know, stop violence from happening and be violent and aggressive and hurt somebody and then immediately render aid to that person. Like by immediately rendering aid to that person, like because you could very easily, if you put somebody on the ground, Put another bullet in them, right? Yeah. That's absolutely. You could double tap. You could Is double it ethical? Tap. No, right. So there's <laughs> not necessarily. There's that argument. Not necessarily. Of Again, situation dependent, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that our society is really fucking guys up right now because you guys are basically being told that everything that you naturally are mm -hmm. is a detriment to society. Right. And and I'm not saying I'm a total feminist, by the way. I am a total. Mm -hmm. Peace-loving global citizen, um, but I recognize the hardship that men are going through right now. And there's our kitty Hello. again. This is Kitty Kales. It's a baby. It's a baby. <laughs> okay, go down. Um, but I, I do think that our society is starting to demonize guys, and I don't think that that's helpful for anyone. Whenever you are demonizing and oppressing people one way or the other, it's mm -hmm. not fucking good. Mm -hmm. And so what's very interesting to me is that this whole thing is, it's kind of, it can, some people are kind of taking it too far in the other direction where now it's like all men are bad. And, yeah. uh, you know, every masculine trait is something we should be trying to change and is evil. And I think that that's really hurting a lot of guys, especially so. people that maybe are more aggressive naturally or, um, you know, stuff like that. I think we're fucking you up a little bit. Because now we have generation of guys who really don't know mm -hmm. where they stand in their own identity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like these kids, I, tr I have the privilege of training a lot of people who are a little bit younger, who are in their 20s. And they're very confused as to what's appropriate, what's right, what's mm -hmm. wrong. And a lot of them are just getting this message of like, if I'm aggressive, I'm bad. And that's fucked, right? And at the same token... We are teaching our women that if they're aggressive, they're bad. Yeah. So this overall, this is hurting both sides, right? Because now women aren't supposed to be weak and we're also not supposed to be aggressive. And we're all, so it's like demonizing any trait, demonizing any right. trait isn't going to be bad for either gender, mm. either energy, masculine or feminine, right? I can see how it's hurting us too. Yeah. So I, I it, talking about that, it reminds me of something that I saw on uh, social media the other day where... There's a lot of women right now that are giving up on men 
Like mm-hmm. they're straight up giving up on men and they're like, I'm never going to date men again because it's, it's broken. They're either way too soft yeah, and there is no leadership. There is no containment. There is not any sort of like masculinity in that man or they are completely broken. Toxic. They're completely, yeah, they're broken, unhealed men where they are, you know, super assertive and super dominant and their needs come first and they don't think about anybody else and they're not compassionate. They have no compassion and no caring for the people that they are with. Right. Right. There's no capacity there. So I think that, you know, like we've had a lot of conversations about masculinity and relationships and stuff. And femininity. and, And femininity and healed masculine, healed feminine. And I think where the the balance comes in is having the ability to tap into all those traits because inherently everybody has the masculine and the feminine in them. Right. So this was something that you kind of like got me thinking about. This is really trippy. So what started this whole masculinity, femininity thing for us wasn't even to do with you. It was to do with me because I discovered I had lost all sense of my fucking femininity. Mm -hmm. And that I had been so hardened by the world, so hardened by my trauma, so hardened by um, everything that I've been been through. And then all of the masculine sides of me were so easily rewarded. And then on top of that, being in a male-dominated career field, working mainly with men, I really, pardon if this is not politically correct, but I butched the fuck up. (laughs) And I had become such a feisty little, you know, masculine woman, just hardened to the bone, just um, lost my capacity to nurture. I felt so out of touch with myself and I felt so incomplete and I was tired of being angry. I was tired of being aggressive. I was tired of having to yell. I was tired of having to take the lead all the time in all of my relationships. I was Mm -hmm. tired of this, this, I was just tired. I was just fucking tired. And so I began a journey of coming back to my feminine side and understanding like just because you're compassionate it doesn't mean people will take advantage of you if you are nurturing it doesn't mean you're going to get hurt right right? and i think a lot of people especially people who have been through traumatic experiences maybe they've been sexually abused like me um we do kind of learn that our feminine side is dangerous Mm -hmm. it's dangerous it is vulnerable and people will take advantage of it and i know i lived through that So I really did have to harden up to protect myself and to survive. Now that I'm in a secure relationship, now that I'm in a secure, you know, status in life, I'm like, oh my gosh, I completely don't know who I am as a woman. And that just never clicked up until, you know, a couple of years ago. And then we started kind of looking at you and being like, well, who are you as a man? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so, you know, we've, we're still learning. We're still on this journey, um, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a learning process. And I still will take over the masculine traits in our relationships sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and learning to soften and learning to give you space to be the guy, right? Yeah. And, and to encourage you to be the guy um, and learning how to be more of a support, a supportive role when, it, when I need to be. Not all the time, of course, right. but... Again, like you said, it's all about balancing and it's all about understanding when to apply mm-hmm. any of these traits, whether you were a guy or a girl or something in between. Um, you know, these energies, masculine energy and feminine energy, they have power and they have uses. It really does depend on the circumstance yeah. and who you want to be, how you want to show up uh, moment to moment. So 
that's kind of interesting. And I kind of forgot that I was the one that catalyzed mm-hmm. this because yeah. I was like, babe, who am I as a girl? <laughs> like, what is being I don't a girl even know about? Anymore. Like, I didn't wear makeup. Yeah. Like, I was always in gym clothes, just like going after muscles. Not that that's a bad thing. I still love that shit, ladies. Yeah. But, um, you know, really, right? <laughs> but, but really, like, just kind of getting in touch with my feminine side. My business coach, um, who, who we hired for our businesses, she was one of the ones that was like, if you swing too far into your femininity and you start kind of fearing your masculine traits as a woman, what you actually need to look at is, are your masculine traits healed or unhealed? And that was another layer mm. that she added to it where I was oh, like, shit. where I was like, cause I went too far the other way too. And I was like, I can't be masculine at all. And then I was like, wait, fuck that. I just shouldn't be this unhealed, mm-hmm. crappy version of my masculine energy. Because my masculine energy absolutely has a time and a place yeah. to kick ass, to, to lead my team, to lead the people that I'm you know, coaching or whatever it is. But I had started to almost fear my masculine traits and because mm-hmm. I wasn't being woman enough. And so I kind of oscillated back and forth too, trying right. to figure out where I am on the spectrum and when it's appropriate to apply these traits. Um, you know, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, it was it was a cool epiphany. So where I was I, like, oh, it's not that I don't want to be masculine, it's that I want to be a healed masculine. Right. So I think that kind of gets my mind rolling on something that a lot of people might be thinking about, like masculinity. Like you're you're talking about the healed versus unhealed. Yeah. Masculinity and femininity, right? So there's a healed and non-healed version. Can you talk a little bit about like the what is healed versus what is like the shadow side of mm. some of these traits? Because I think I, I even still have a kind of a hard time understanding the difference between some of them and like identifying, you know, what, when is that shadow yeah. masculine starting to pop up? Well, again, it's situational dependent, mm-hmm. right? So all of these, it is never wrong to be who you authentically are. Right. Moment to moment. So number one, can we really call any of these bad objectively? Mm-hmm. No, we can't. Mm-hmm. You might find yourself in a situation, let's take weakness for an example. Yeah. You might find yourself in a situation where you are having a moment of weakness. Are you gonna hate yourself and deny, suppress, disown it and pretend like it doesn't exist and try to overpower it and blah, blah, blah? No, you can also be with yourself in these less healed versions. I think that feeling our feelings and really accepting ourselves where we're at whether it's good or not, whether it's healed or not, it all has to start with, number one, do I love this little part of me who's vulnerable? Do I love this little part of me who's a little bit weaker, who needs some help, yeah. right? So when I'm talking about healed versus unhealed, I think, again, what it really comes down to is do you have the fucking awareness to know when to apply any of this? That's a healed person. Mm. A healed person okay. has the self-awareness and the self-mastery to know I'm having a moment of weakness. I'm going to remove myself from the situation and go crash in my bedroom for five minutes and, mm-hmm. and cry my little eyes out before I come back out so I don't plague the whole, plague Whatever everybody around me and in, spew right. my anger or spew my weakness or spew it out to other people, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you know you're in a healed state. It has nothing to do with whether or not you're experiencing weakness or experiencing uh, laziness or lethargy or whatever it is that you want to call a negative trait. It, it has to do with you're healed when you know how to control it, you know how to apply it, and you know what to do when it comes up. I think that's a brilliant point to bring up because so many people, and I've heard a lot of people talk about like, 
they're trying to like kill ego. Yes. They don't want to oh. have an ego. They're trying to kill the lazy. They're trying to kill like they're trying to kill the parts of them that they don't like. And again, because, that is not a healed right, motherfucking person. Because social media is telling them or anybody or anybody's telling them and it's like it's just perpetuating this idea of like the grind 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 you got to kill the ego well, you got to It's gotta... perpetuating an idea Ugh. that you're fucking broken yeah. and not good enough. Mm. Not good enough to begin with. Okay. And that parts of you need to be tucked away, never to be um acknowledged, never to be cared for. That's where we get into trouble. Yeah. The world will continue Companies will continue to make money off of you as long as you don't think you're fucking good enough. <laughs> right? You so, can't sell anything to happy people. Right. <laughs> to <laughs> fulfilled people. Right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, just to kind of allude to that a little bit. But, um, yeah, no. So, so when I, but I'm just talking about, like, these things that, you know, you might have issue with and you're like, oh, that's just a part of me that's unhealed that mm -hmm. I need to go take care of. It is not something to deny, suppress, disown, attack, hate. That's I, always going to be yeah, it's not good. I, I would almost argue, too, that like when you're denying, denying, suppressing, and disowning these traits that you don't like about yourself, they're going to fuck you up so much harder because, and it's something that you taught me, was that the same lesson is going to keep presenting itself until you learn the fucking lesson from it. So if you have this same reoccurring issue that keeps popping up, whether it's some sort of addiction or some sort of trait or some sort of, you can name, name it, right? Yeah. It's going to keep popping up until you learn what you need to learn from it. Like ultimately the idea is to expand and grow and further yourself in some way. And so one of, you know, like the tenets of heathenism is like self-mastery, it's self-progression, it's becoming a better version of you. And mm -hmm. I love that. When you are not doing that, you're you're a despicable person, really. <laughs> so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, listen to the lessons that are coming up and try not to have, like, I'm guilty of it, but I am have these reoccurring things where the lessons keep presenting themselves. We all do. So when you, the faster you learn from those lessons, the better off you're going to be and the more healed you're going to be. Right. And then the more productive you'll be to yourself and others yeah. as a whole. Mm -hmm. Right. But, um, yeah, man. Good chat. Dude. Yeah. Good chat. Yeah. Good healed job. Healed masculine, healed feminine. That doesn't yeah. mean that you hate the part of you that isn't healed. Right. The part of you that isn't healed will continue to be unhealed as long as you are hating it and trying to tell yourself that it shouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. So it's all about self-acceptance. Um, I, I always think that everything's all about just, Loving yourself and loving the journey, the ups and the downs and everything. But yeah, yeah I think we covered a lot of ground right now. But um, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to sum it up, you know, no trait is toxic unless it is misapplied, I think is the moral of the That's story. Hands down the moral of the story, masculine or feminine, right? Apply it in the right places, in the right quantities for the right reasons. And I think we'll be okay. I agree. Cool. Thanks for tuning in again.